If you've been going around the good old internet looking for the right podcast to fulfill your New York Yankees needs, well, I'll be the first to deliver the good news to you. You have found it. Here on Yapping Yankees with me, your host, Mike Scudero, you and I will be discussing the latest news, takes, and talk throughout the entire Yankee universe. Oh, and there may be some ranting on my behalf. Yeah. Anyway, what do you say we get to it? Let's get to yapping! Good evening to all of my fellow fans of those 2019 AL East champion savages in the box. Welcome to episode 15 of the Yapping Yankees podcast, where we yap about the Yanks and nothing but the Yanks. As always, I am your host, Mike Scudero, here on this gorgeous Sunday evening, September 29th, 2019, as this beautiful weather here in New York just continues. How's everybody doing? Well, I'm exhausted, thanks for asking. (laughs) I've been awake since 7.15 or 7.30, give or take, this morning because we went to tailgate at MetLife Stadium for the Giants game until around 2 o'clock, came home, watched what was left of the Yankee game after dealing with some massive traffic from New Jersey, and now I'm recording the podcast, so I'm tired. (laughs) So that's what I've been up to. So... With that being said, let's get going by first, as always, giving our shout-out to the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. The Team Left Jab United Radio Network, they feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Be sure to go follow Team Left Jab on all social media platforms and check out their great sports content across anywhere that you can find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Block Talk Radio, iHeart, you name it, the list goes on. Be sure to check out Team Left Jab. With that said, guys, it has been a crazy, crazy day. Game 162 is officially behind us. It is really hard to believe, but the 2019 season has come to an end. Much more on the horizon, though, as, of course, the playoffs begin. Well, if you want to talk about the Yankees, they begin on Friday. But if you want to talk about the playoffs in general, the wild card game for the National League starts in just two days on Tuesday. And I know many of you will probably be watching that if you're just big baseball fans outside of just being Yankee fans. So that's a good thing. I know I watch every playoff baseball game as much as I could. So I will definitely be tuning in for the National League wildcard game, especially the American League wildcard game and all other games surrounding it. It's just really hard to believe that it is over. It's just crazy. But... Nonetheless, after we usually do the Team Left Jab shoutouts, as you know, we usually get right into the Twitter and Instagram poll, and I believe this week, the only appropriate one really, was about the ALDS, because of course that is on the horizon with the season being over, and as you see in the episode title, the Yankees are officially in the endgame now, as they say, famously in Avengers Infinity War, because I am a shameful Marvel nerd, so I had to incorporate a legendary line from the Avengers Infinity War movie into the title of this because it is fitting. And I'm a loser. (laughs) So they're in the endgame now. The playoffs, that's it. That's the endgame, what we've been building up to the entire season. So therefore, that's the name. But as the Yankees head into the endgame, you might as well start off with talking about the first round, the first challenge that they will be facing officially starting Friday in the American League Division Series against the Minnesota Twins. So So today I did a poll as I do every week on Twitter and Instagram. And they both got pretty good reactions on both of them, a good amount of participation and voting and responses. On Twitter, got well over 200 votes so far, and it's not even done yet. So a lot of my polls have gotten 200, 300, maybe even more votes. So lots lots of participation in them, and I really appreciate that. So this week's poll, 
What do you think will happen in the American League Division Series between the Yankees and the Twins? So I had four choices in this poll on Twitter. As you know, Instagram only allows the two choices, so my choices were modified and much more simple on Instagram. But this one went a little bit more in-depth because I have much... I have as much as four choices for voting options on Twitter. So here are the choices. The first one was the Yankees sweep the Twins. The second one was the Yanks win in four or five. The third option was the Twins sweep the Yankees. And the fourth option was the Twins win it in four or five. So you see, I was able to go a little bit more in depth and in detail with more options being available to me as far as voting options on Twitter. And the winning choice by 77%, but big time landslide, was the Yanks win in four or five. 77% of the well over 200 people that have voted so far said the Yanks win in four or five. And fortunately, I do have some following that, you know, that are fans of other opposing sports teams. So if some of them voted on it, this is their, you know, this is their unbiased vote. And I, I really do always ask the Yankee fans, you know, and, and I think a lot of people do this. Regardless, thankfully, you know, try to leave their bias out of it as much as possible and just try to go by how good the teams actually are and, you know, j- just legitimate thinking without any, uh, you know, be, without being subjective towards the Yankees at all. Just be as objective as, as possible and and just be as unbiased as possible. So it was a landslide. 77% said the Yanks win in four or five. 17% said the Yankees sweep the Twins. said the Twins win in 4 or 5, and only 1% said that the Twins sweep the Yankees. So those are the poll results. So I think you got a lot of confident people out there that the Yanks will win this series in 4 or 5 games. So let's get to the replies right away. Time for our shout-outs on social media. And as always, before I get into this, I do want to give the disclaimer that I apologize if I absolutely botch your name. I do not mean it. I do not do it intentionally. Some of your ats are crazy. I do try to properly pronounce all of it, but it just doesn't work out that way sometimes. So just try to deal with it, but I will try my best. And as always, I do want to thank all of you that did reply to the polls, your interactions appreciated, and I am more than happy to always give you a shout-out, whether you be replying on here or on Instagram. And of course, after we read the Twitter replies, we'll head on over to Instagram and see what's cooking over there. Before we get into our major topics of the day for episode 15 of Yapping Yankees. So, the first reply I'll read off is, of course, my lovely girlfriend, Vic, at Vic Salimo, said, I vote that the Yanks win 4-5, or five. so she was part of that 77%. I think that despite the Yankees having a history of reigning over the Twins, which they do, that the Twins will put up a good fight. They've been preparing for this. We need to be ready. That's pretty fair. You know, the Twins, you know, Vic is definitely right. The Twins are not necessarily the pushover that they were for the Yankees in the past, I feel. This team is a very powerful team. They just finished one home run ahead of the Yankees today. 307 was the final total for home runs throughout the season for the Twins, and 306 was it for the Yankees. Congratulations to the Twins, although Aaron Judge said it best in the postgame. That record's probably going to be broken next year, maybe even the year after that, and the year after that. So it's just because, you know, the game is so oriented around power and home runs, and it's just it's just bound to happen again that that record is broken. But the fact that the Yankees hit 306 home runs with all the injuries and all the struggles that they had to overcome this year... I think that says a lot. So whether they finish one behind the Twins or not, 306 is incredible. I'm proud of them. 
But regardless, yes, speaking of power, the Twins are definitely more intimidating than they have been in years past when the Yankees have met, him in the play- met them in the playoffs. So I definitely understand what you're saying there, Vic, without a doubt. Tina at Mountain Gal 456. One of my favorite Twitter follows, without a doubt. I gotta go with the Yankees sweep. You know who you're talking to. <laughs> yes, Tina, I do know. Tina is always overwhelmingly confident about the Yankees, and I just love seeing her replies to the tweets usually. It's just it's great. Kalu Borden, I think I, I think I heard you say that I actually pronounced your name right. So if I I'm I think this is how I pronounced it last time, so I'm just gonna say it again. Kalu Borden twelve. That's his at. The Yankees win in four. Yankees win both games in front of their crowd, lose possible shutout in Minnesota, and wrap it up in Minnesota. Fair enough. Fair enough. Greg, at I am poet, just Greg. We ain't come this far to lose, he said. There you go. So that's that's definitely confidence right there. Don't know necessarily what he voted for, but regardless, I assume that means that he either voted for the Yankees will sweep the Twins or win in four or five, win regardless, because he says we didn't come this far to lose. So then up next, we have in replies at official 52011 underscore two. Yankees win in four or five, but wouldn't be surprised with a sweep. So another confident in the Yankees, another very confident one. Ev- at Evan D. Wetzel 4. I hope I said your name right, Evan. I do like you here on Twitter. I, I hope I didn't just botch your last name. Wetzel, I think I'm, that's, the best I'm, that's the best shot I'm taking at it. <laughs> the Twins rotation doesn't scare me. Ours does. We need to be ready and on point. Ideally a sweep, but I think we got this in four. Houston over Oakland in five is what we need, but they should win in three or four too. ALCS will be insane this year. The series of the year on both sides. That's definitely interesting right there. And I know I got a, there were a bunch of replies under this, so I'll shout out those people too. At the ESQOF212, don't count out Oakland. That's definitely true because we've seen how tough Oakland has been this year in general, especially in the second half. But they've also played Houston very tough. They beat them three out of four in their last series against each other in Houston, which was a bit of a shock. So don't be surprised if the you know the Yankees find a way to make it past the Twins and then the A's find a way to make it past the Astros and we get a Yankees and and A's ALCS. Don't be surprised. I mean, all the all the athletes say it in baseball too and and in other sports as well. The playoffs are a crapshoot. Anything can happen. Anything. And also another reply from a guy that I know well on Twitter here at Deflate Gator. Joe Bronx Pinstripes writer says, See, I think Oakland can beat Houston. I don't think Houston has round one in the bag as much as it's being predicted on the internet. A's have done pretty well against the Astros lately. That goes back to what I was saying before. That's definitely true. Jed Weisberger at Zalman888. ALDS is best of five. This comment I didn't really understand. I'm, I'm, I'm aware that the ALDS is best of five. Thank you. <laughs> I don't really know what was unclear about my poll, but... Nobody else seemed to be unclear about it. At Sim N T I D, you know how I voted, but at least, but I at least picked four or five. Hope the Twins win in five in extras. <laughs> it's my good friend Scotty March. He doesn't like the Yankees, so he likes to bust my chops. <laughs> I take it in strides. You know, I'm a, I'm a ball busting fan. Annalise, at I S A N M B O O R A, because I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, at Isenbora, I guess, if you were to actually pronounce that without spelling it out. Annalise is the name. Hashtag no jinx. 
Well, I don't really believe in jinxes. I mean, I don't really know how I jinxed anything by asking a poll question about what they think will happen. But, you know, I, I did, you know, I did feel with the ALDS being right around the corner, this was an appropriate question, you know? And I, I, and I get it. She went on to say that she's scared of too much projection. And I said, yeah, definitely. You know, she said, I like to live in the moment. And so do I. I'm, I'm definitely a, you know, a live in the moment sort of a person when it comes to sports. Absolutely. But I also have a podcast to put out and a poll to put out. And I thought this was a good one. <laughs> I don't think she was saying that I have a bad poll. I, I, I didn't take it in that way. But I don't believe in jinxes. And I think this is a good question to ask. So I, hopefully I didn't jinx anything. If they are real, who the hell knows anymore? <laughs> At Yankees fan 28th, Savage Yankees in five. So you think the Yankees are going to take the Twins five games and then win at home in Yankee Stadium. Okay. At Osvaldo Alcant S. Yanks in four or five, likely five. 2019 Twins is a huge ass team. Okay. More powerful than the 09 and 17 squads. They're going to play us hard. It won't be easy. That's, That's not surprising. At Asham Gasham, gotta give Twins a game or two. They didn't get this far without being good. Definitely true. At N Giro Day, the Twins have a lineup to compete with the Yankees, but their pitching isn't good enough to come out on top. See that? That's really the trend that I've seen a lot. And of course, anyone that's seen the Twins at all, you know, you definitely agree with that. It's true. Their rotation isn't necessarily good, but. You know, they have a potent offense. They're they're scary when it comes to hitting. And that's if they do happen to beat the Yankees and, and upset them in the first round, that'll be what gets them past it, the offense, I feel. At Hargitay 1NY, the Twins will be a challenge, but the Yankees can still take it. I agree there. I personally have the Yankees winning in four. That, that's I think it's a safe prediction. Will it be a little bit tough to... Finish it on the road because I do think the Yankees are better at home. Although they, the Yankees are, have still been good on the road this year. I think a lot of people, you know, sort of ignore that. They just don't realize it. But they've been good on the road. I, I Obviously, I think they could finish it on the road if I'm saying I think they have the capability of winning it in four because the fourth game will be in Minnesota if it's necessary. So I do think they could win on the road. I just, you know, it's whatever. I, I do think that they could do this. We'll see it. The Yankee offense has to wake up, though. I know, of course, in this last week, people may look into it more than more than they should because the games were virtually meaningless, and they definitely don't want to get anyone else hurt, the Yankees, that is. But without a doubt, you know, you have to imagine that they were doing just that, just trying to prevent injury and, you know, just, just riding out the rest of the games, really. But if this is a legitimate sign that they were cooling off, not the best of times. But you have to assume this team knows what they're doing, especially on offense, which, they, which they've just been great with all season long, no matter who was on the IL or not. But nonetheless, it'll be interesting to see what happens. So let's head on over to Instagram quickly. Let's check on that poll, and then we'll get into the major talking points of the day. So, of course, same question applies. Who do you think will win the ALDS between the Yankees and the Twins. So, this one was much more simpler. So, of course, I just said which one will will win, and then the two choices were the Yankees or the Twins. So, I didn't, I didn't get in, into as much detail. But believe it or not, 100% of the votes said the Yankees will win. Not one person has said the Twins so far. So, that definitely says a lot, I think. <laughs> There's a lot of people both on Twitter and Instagram, whether they look into more detail or not on Twitter. It seemed like the general consensus was that the Yankees are winning in the first round. 
and the same on, on Instagram. So here are the replies. At Firelord Tom on Instagram, this is my little brother Thomas, the freaking doofus. He says, because the Yankees are better than the Twins. <laughs> That's my brother right there. That's my brother, for, for those of you that don't know. Nice and simple and to the point. Yeah, I think the Yankees will win because they're better. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> the Dark Knight 025. My good friend James Celestin at Anime Soldier 01 on Twitter. It's the Yankees, bro. Twins scare me, but Yankees in four. We got this. Just have to maintain their lineup. So, you know, I, I think I think you just meant, you know, keep it at bay, really. So I definitely understand that that's the approach. And then Julia Gina Scudero, my mom. She says, even she's replying to my freaking bowls. <laughs> because they were tough through all the injuries. Their rookies took their places and played optimally. They're resilient and amazing. So, especially because of next man up season, my mom seems to think that they could just run right through everybody, especially the Twins. <laughs> so, we'll see if this comes to fruition. That definitely seems like that was all the replies. You know, definitely around like 20 or so replies. It's a lot. A lot of interaction as always and lots of votes on both platforms. The Twitter poll probably finished with from anywhere between 250 and 300 votes. That's that's its average usually, typically. And I just want to thank everybody as well that retweeted it and liked it and just put it all over the place and replied, of course. Your interaction always means a ton to me. And, you know, th this is how I talk to you guys right now. You know, before I get, you know, the, the guest form really set up on this show, which it'll happen eventually. And, you know, we are moving along because, as you know, this show is available on iTunes now. It will shortly, hopefully, be available on Spotify. I'll do a bit of an equipment update also on this side, even though I I really don't need much updating because I, I love, you know, my computer, the the softwares I use to do the show. My microphone is great, so not too much upgrading. I'll keep that mostly the same, but we're going to keep advancing on Yapping Yankees, as you know. There is always more work to be done. Don't get too comfortable. That's the key in life, right? Just keep on trying to get better. That is the key. So that's what we're trying to do here. So that was the feedback on Twitter and Instagram. Again, thank you all for interacting on that. So, let us get to the main topping. Let's let us get to the main talking points of this last week or so, and of course the main talking points going forward with the playoffs right around the corner. So first off, we'll start with some injury news really quick because we've just been doing this every week because this has been the story of 2019. Let's be honest here. Paxton, of course, he had a tight left glute. I mean, boy, those are just a pain in the ass, huh? He should be fine though, and he said the pain has already passed. If not, if I'm not mistaken, so that's definitely good news. Surely the right decision to take him out for precautionary reasons, definitely. I mean, you just you don't want to you don't want to risk injury with one of our top vital pitchers in a, in a virtually pointless game in Texas, no less. So that's definitely a good thing that they did that, and it's good to hear that it's mostly or totally subsided by now. And with the next four or five days of resting time for the Yankees, hopefully everyone is good to go, including James Paxton. Now, Gary Sanchez has come back, so that's definitely good news. He said he didn't really feel comfortable at the plate early on, especially in the first game, and that's understandable because he didn't look that comfortable. But, you know, it, it takes time. He'll get back into it. I'm confident. And by the time the playoffs come around, he said in today's post game that he should be ready to play all nine innings of a game, contribute offensively, and all that jazz. So that's definitely a good thing. Unfortunately, Edwin Encarnacion, though, says he still doesn't necessarily feel 100% with that mild oblique strain. 
And Susan Waldman says we won't fully know what his deal will be until he takes swings on Tuesday and if he's good to go by Friday or sometime the ALDS. But you just have to wonder if he'll get back into the swing of things, pun intended. I I think I'll just show myself out at this point. (laughs) I swear to God I'm not doing this on purpose. (laughs) So it'll be interesting to see when and if Edwin comes back. Hopefully he definitely does. And what it'll be when he does come back. Will he just get right back into it like he did after he fractured his wrist? Will it take some more time? Could the Yankees really afford for it to take more time in such a crucial point in the in the baseball calendar in the middle of the playoffs? It's 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 iffy. But everything else seems to be mostly fine as far as injuries in the last week. I mean, Gio obviously rolled his ankle earlier, but in the postgame, he stressed that he feels completely fine and should be more than ready to go by Friday, which is a huge relief. So that's all fine, I suppose, except for some conversations surrounding somebody who seems to be playing hurt, and that somebody is Luke Voigt. Now, listen, I, I, I'm I a big fan of Luke Voigt. I have been for a while, and you know that if you listen to me or, or if you follow me on Twitter and you see a lot of my tweets about him in the past and even recently just believing in him, I like Luke Voigt. Do I think he's a little iffy on defense? Of course I do. I mean, you can't deny that. But, I mean, do I believe in him offensively? I do. Has he been absolutely awful lately? Yeah, he has been. Do I, do I think he should make the playoff roster? I'm not sure. And honestly, I think this is partly why we could really use Edwin Encarnacion back right now because Luke Voigt just can't seem to find it, whether it be him in a massive slump. Maybe he'll explode in the playoffs and get hot. But regardless, you have to wonder if it's the sports hernia that is hindering his progress. He could very well be playing hurt. He doesn't necessarily look like himself when he's at the plate, doesn't look comfortable, maybe looks like he might be holding back, who knows? But I, I, I'm i not liking how Luke Voigt is looking right now. It's freaking me out a little bit, and I definitely do think that a fully healthy Luke Voigt performing as best as he could, I think he's very valuable to the Yankees. So I think it's really, it's really, really important that he either finds his stuff or you just don't put him on the roster because if he's playing hurt, you know, a hernia doesn't heal on its own. You, you got to get surgery. So Luke has to get surgery if he wants this to pass. And of course, if he gets surgery, he's going to be done. Now, do I think, now that I think surgery should be totally put out of, you know, out of the realm of possibility, I mean, no. But I would also like to not do it so he's at least available whether or not Edwin comes back. Because me right now, personally, I would rather a really hot Edwin Encarnacion and a backup in Mike Ford on the playoff roster than the current Luke Voigt. But I also don't want that to make it sound like I'm giving up on Luke Voigt because I'm not. I'm just saying with how he's been lately, it's tough to just say, yeah, Luke is guaranteed a playoff spot. I don't, I don't think he is. Especially if he just comes out and admits, listen, this hernia is too much for me. It's not making me, it's not allowing me to play to the best of my ability. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he came out and said that. And honestly, if he's doing that badly, maybe he should. If it is in fact the truth. But you're just thinking about what's best for the team because when it comes to the playoffs, you need your best. That's just the way that it is. You need your best in the playoffs. You can't fool around. That's why it's so vital for people like Edwin to come back and try to find it as soon as he can. Stanton continuing to find it. Gary continuing to find it. Anybody else that's been slumping maybe. Didi Gregorius, another one that I want to get to in a moment, trying to find it. 
It's you got to have your best. I think the pitching will be a big determination on how far they go too, especially James Paxton. But the offense needs to be good too because the offense, the bullpen, those, those are the Yankees' strong suits. And if either of those are non-existent in the playoffs, the Yankees are going to have a tough time making it even out of the first round. And that's just the truth. Now, speaking of my worries about Luke Voigt and whether he's healthy or not, even though this next man I want to talk about for a little bit as far as concerns, I don't think he's playing hurt necessarily. Maybe he is secretly. Who the hell knows with these injuries anymore? Could be. Might not be. Who knows? I'm not the Yankee clubhouse. I don't know. I'm just a jackass behind a microphone speculating. (laughs) So what, what do I know? But honestly, this man has concerned me a lot too, and that's D.D. Gregorius. Now, if you want to sit here and deny that D.D. hasn't been himself... If you want to deny that, then whatever. You're just not. You're either in denial, or you just don't want to admit it, or or you're just not paying attention. But the fact of the matter is, even someone like myself, who loves Didi as much as I do, and believe me, I love Didi, but I'm also a believer in calling a player out when they need to be called out and when the situation needs to be addressed. And I definitely think that the Didi Gregorius slumping needs to be addressed. He's been making some silly mistakes in the field. He has not been good at the plate. And I just really, I, I he does not look like himself. He just does not look as sharp at the plate. And that's scary. And as I said, a lot of silly mistakes on the field too. And I hope he finds it in the, in the postseason. The Yankees need him. They need all of him. As far as the rest of the team, I'm not too concerned about Stanton at all. I mean... There have been at-bats where it looks like he's found it, and there are at-bats when he looks like he hasn't, but I'm confident in his ability. I'm confident in Brett Gardner. He's had a, a really solid year. I'm confident in Judge. I'm, co- I'm definitely confident in Mike Ford or Edwin Encarnacion, depending on how he looks when he comes back. We'll see. And I'm not going to give up on Luke Voigt, but I'm a little iffy about him. He doesn't look good. And I think his fate in the playoffs will depend on what Encarnacion's status is after he takes some swings on Tuesday, as, as Susan Waldman said. I think that's a very important day on Tuesday when we hear about Edwin. I'm fine with Glaber, of course. DD has got to get it going. Gio Rochello should be completely fine and ready to go, as he himself said. For Friday, I'm not worried about him. He has been an absolute wonder for this team, of course, as we've discussed many a time, both with the bat and defensively. I'm not worried about Gary very much. I think he will be able to catch the, a full nine innings in the playoffs without a doubt. I definitely think he will. With Austin Romine backing up, of course, who has had a great season himself, of course, for a backup catcher. And he's got him in case anything happens. And I also think Gary will be fine with the bat. I think these guys are going to turn on another side of themselves when the playoffs come around. They'll, they'll realize this is the time we got to do it. And they'll do it. I'm confident. I'm confident in my team. As far as the pitching is concerned, you know, I'm, I'm confident in them, but cautiously. I think Paxton will be fine as, as, as long as that pain in the ass doesn't bother him. <laughs> I, I, I get a huge, you know, humor out of injuries like that. I'm sorry. I'm not making fun of Paxton at all. It's just the tight left glute that I can't help myself. <laughs> so I, 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 I definitely believe in Severino. I do not believe he needs to go out there and give six, seven, maybe even eight shutout innings. I do not even think that's the Severino that the Yankees necessarily expect. But I do think the Yankees at least expect him to go out there for, you, for a few innings and throw up some zeros. I think that's a fair expectation. And then Masahiro Tanaka, we all know what he's capable of when he flips the switch when October baseball comes around. 
He's absolutely incredible, and we all know what he can do and what he likely will do. And I hope he does. Because again, as far as Tanaka's concerned, the Yankees need October Tanaka to show up, get that splitter together, and get it figured out. He said today he was just testing things out, as were many of the players, as you could assume, with these games being virtually meaningless in the last few days. And you just hope that when October comes around, they have all their kinks ironed out, and they just get into it. Relax. Rest. Rest up for these next few days. Go to the field. Get into it a little bit and just be ready to kick some ass in October. But before we go on to the weekly recap and just head towards the end of the show, I I do just want to go on a, a like a mini sort of monologue about the 2019 season. Now that it's over, just do like a like an overall general recap, I guess, and just my overall feelings and emotions about how the how the 2019 season went about. So the season started and the Yankees, you know, they started off slowish in April, as they usually do. They usually have a little bit of a tough time in April. And then May came around, everybody being hurt, next man up was born. Everybody was hurting out, and the backups, the minor leaguers, the rail riders basically, came in, got the job done. A Yankees team that had a lot of Yankee fans hoping and praying that they could just stay at around 500, which is a realistic expectation you know, and even maybe even not even that with the amount of injuries that the Yankees had, they went above and beyond. They took first place. They're battling for first. They took first in June and July. Never to, never looked back. Crazy, crazy first half of the year. June comes around. The success continued. July comes around before the All Star break. The success continues. Getting guys back. Losing more guys. Half next man up, half full strength. It's like just back and forth. Half regular guys, half next man up. And then the all-star break comes around. The Yankees tripped up a little bit then. August came around. They were fine and got a lot of their players back. And then in August, there was a point where they also went back to the next man up team where a lot of injuries happen again. And then, you know, of course, at you know they made their deals throughout the year as well. Got Edwin Encarnacion. And, you know, they may not have made any moves at the trade deadline, but they're confident in that, and they're just moving forward with it. And they have their solid three pitchers going into the playoffs that Cashman knew that they needed, and that's that. And then, you know, in August, when that progressed on, when you had the next man up back, and then you had the regulars back, half and half, sort of. Then September came around. September was an okay month, I would say. I think September was an okay month. And now here we are. Here we are. It's just crazy. September 29th, the 2019 season is over. And I do just want to say no matter what happens in the playoffs, I do agree with the people saying that if they don't win after everything they've fought for and gone through this year, of course, it'll be disappointing. You go the journey to win. That, that's what the journey's about. You don't go on the journey not expecting to win. Especially not if you're an athlete on these teams. So, with that said, it's just what they did this year, the New York Yankees, it's absolutely incredible. And and they won 103 games. And remember what happened the last time the Yankees won 103 games, 10 years ago. But they won 103 games. They went through adversities and hardships and overcame such obstacles that, quite frankly, 
I don't think any other organization could have done to the scale that the Yankees did with what they had to go through. Around 30-plus people to the injured list. Think about that. Any other team experiences that, I'm pretty sure their fans are not expecting anything more than 70 wins on the season. The Yankees never wavered. They never gave up. They never let the injuries discourage them or stop them. Even if the entire damn team was out. The entire team. In May, when you saw Clint Frazier batting cleanup, Mike Ford or Mike Talkman behind him, Romine or Higashioka in the game, DJ LeMahieu and maybe Glaber Torres being the only ones that were on the field as far as the regulars, and maybe not even them at times when they were experiencing a bad groin or, or I don't know, any other sort of ailing injury that didn't necessarily land them on the injured list but kept them out for a few days. What they did was remarkable this season. And whether or not they win, even though it will be disappointing if they don't, just remember, look back on how incredible this season was, what the Yankees were able to accomplish with the little amount that they had. Just remember that. Don't forget it. On the other hand, if the Yankees are to win it all, this might go down as the best team I will ever see. Because what they have been through, it is absolutely, it is, it is nearly impossible for any other team to do what the Yankees have done and win it all. I am not discrediting with what any other team did. But I don't think anything, I don't think anything is as incredible as what the Yankees did this year. They battled. They clawed their way to first. They won their first American League championship in the American League East. They won their first division title since 2012 with 30-plus people on the injured list throughout the season. Think about that. Think about it real good. And think about how incredible this season has been to us. Sure, there have been a lot of things that have happened throughout that have frustrated the hell out of us. I mean, we're very passionate fans, sometimes irrational, no doubt about that. And we've gotten fired up about certain things, as we should. We're Yankees fans. We get fired up. But at the end of the day, you have to remember what this team has done with the things that they've been through. And it's nothing short of incredible. And don't let anybody, anybody tell you otherwise. Because if they do, that's just straight nonsense. Because anybody who discredits the Yankees with what they've done this year, with what they've been through, is a clown. And you shouldn't even waste your time with them. And if the Yankees win this year, I know it's a bold statement. I truly believe it'll be one of the best sports teams. Not just baseball or Yankee teams. Best sports teams I will have ever seen and will ever see. Probably the best. You give any other organization 30 plus injuries. I can guarantee you. Guarantee it. They are not winning 103 baseball games. And you can take that to the bank. I'm that confident in that. And I don't think it's that outlandish a thing to say. And it really says a lot about the Yankees scouting, their preparation, 
I would say even their drafting, Brian Cashman's moves with the offense, with the bullpen, it says an awful lot about the Yankees organization and how well prepared they are, even for a catastrophe like 30-plus injuries. And I am just exhausted with these injuries. I grow, I've grown tired of them in the last three months. I'm done. I've been done for three months with these injuries. I'm, I'm finished. They, they, they drive me nuts. But nonetheless, they've persevered. They have. And I couldn't be happier. And am I confident that this team will win the World Series? You best believe I am. Whether they have to run through the Twins, the A's, the Rays, the Astros, or anybody else in the National League, the Braves, the Cardinals, the Dodgers, the Brewers, the National... I don't care. I think the Yankees are going to win the World Series. I do. Barring any other catastrophe like the entire team going down again, which I pray doesn't happen. I got wood right here. I'm going to... There you go. Knocked on wood. You happy? The desk that I'm recording on is made of wood. So if I if I ever need to knock on wood, it's right here in front of me. <laughs> but yes, that is basically the monologue on the 2019 season. I just want to drive home how happy and thrilled I am with this Yankees team for what they were able to accomplish, and they should be ashamed of nothing on their flight home from Texas to New York tonight. They really should not be ashamed of anything. What a season they had. But, as Aaron Boone said after they clinched the AL East, they still have bigger fish to fry. There's still more to go. It's not over yet. They still have more goals. Winning the 28th championship. So, that's what we wait on now as the playoffs begin. But before we get to that and we look at what's ahead as far as the playoff picture in both the American League and the National League, let us get to the weekly recap. Now, since the Yankees only played five games in this last week, they had off on both Monday and Thursday. And a couple of games saw little to no action, and we already talked about the Yankees and Blue Jays' final game from last Sunday. We might get through the weekly recap pretty fast. So let's get through this Real quick, on September 24th, 2019, on Tuesday, the Yankees having lost to the Rays 2-1 in 12. Obviously, not many scoring plays here. You had Cameron Mabin, solo shot in the top of the third, made it 1-0 Yankees. Then Kevin Kiermeyer made it 1-1 on a solo shot of his own. And then, in the bottom of the 12th, Corey Gearin gives up a solo shot to G-Man Choi to end the game. Tampa Bay wins 2-1. That's your recap right there. Jordan Montgomery started this game, pitched, pitched two pretty good innings. He looked, re- he looked fine. Then Ben Heller came in after that. CC Sabathia would pitch an inning himself. Tarpley came in, gave up the one run. Tyler Lyons came in. Sessa, Canely, Britton, Adovino, Green, and then Gearin lost it. Everybody else pitched great. The pitching in this game was phenomenal. The offense was just absolutely dead. And this is what we saw throughout a lot of the week with the exception of Friday night in Texas when the Yankees, <laughs> when they managed to just bludgeon the Rangers for, with 14 runs. But nonetheless, you have to imagine, you have to imagine, hopefully, this isn't an an indication of the Yankees cooling off. This is just them riding out the rest of the year, working on stuff, and preventing injuries. Even though they still had their injury scares throughout this week at times. (laughs) Even when they're trying to prevent them. Just unbelievable. Then, Wednesday would come around, September 25th, and the Yankees would get shut out this time. So not a good series in Tampa. They would lose 4 to nothing in this game. Charlie Morton just pitched a hell of a game against them. Loazica 
started it off opening. He looked pretty bad in one inning of work. Jay Happ came in after. He didn't look bad at all. Five innings, one run. And the only one to give up a run after that was Luis Sessa. Canely, Gearin, Tarpley, and Chapman all looked fine pitching this one. But the summary of this game, all Rays. Joey Wendell, solo home run in the bottom of the first to make it 1-0 Rays. 2-0 after a Brandon Lau RBI single. 3-0 after a Matt Duffy RBI double. And then Avisayo Garcia, solo shot to make it 4-0 Tampa. And that's the score that they'd win by. We move straight to Friday because the Yankees, again, were off on Thursday. They had two off days this week. Lots of resting time for them. And the off day seemed to have done them very well because they would come out the, the next night on Friday and score 14 runs off the Rangers and win 14-7 to off Dan Palumbo. So that not, not a good game for him. Definitely not a good game for him. Off of Joe Palumbo. So definitely not a fun game for him. Paxton pitched an, in, pitched an inning, and then he allowed two runs and then was removed out of the game for precautionary reasons with that tight left glute. Again, pain in the ass. Just, I would totally understand if you want to tune out of the podcast right now, by the way, just these lame puns and everything. <laughs> That's me, though. That is literally me. So, let's let's move right along. So, the, the scoring summary, lots to get through here because, of course, 14-7, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> But Giancarlo Stanton started things off in the top with a first solo shot to make it one nothing. Then Danny Santana put the Rangers ahead with a two-run shot in the bottom of the first after Stanton hit his home run in the top of the first. It's 2-1 to one Rangers. Cameron Mabin, another home run for him, is 11th of the year at this time. Solo shot to tie the game at two. Brett Gardner solo shot to put the Yankees in front three to two. Giancarlo Stanton with a two-run single. He was red hot on this night on Friday. Give the Yankees a 5-2 lead. 6-2 after a solo shot by Gio Urshela. 21st home run of the year. Then it was a two-run shot by Mike Ford to make it 8-2 Yankees. 11-2 after a three-run double by LeMahieu when he was thrown out at third. 11-2. 11-3 after Willie Calhoun hit an RBI single. So it was 11-3 Yankees. 12-3 after Austin Romine hit a solo shot. 14-3 Mike Ford, two-run double. And then 14-4, Scott Heineman solo shot to make it 14-4. Then 14-5, as Jose Trevino hit an RBI double. And then it was 14-7 after Shinsu Chu hit a two-run shot driving in Jose Trevino off of Chance Adams, who is just terrible. And that's the final score the Yankees win by, 14-7. Even in a 14-3 game, Chance Adams can't be trusted. But this is a pretty big offensive game for the Yankees. They definitely went out and did their job, taking the first game in Texas. But the next two wouldn't really go their way. But as far as the first game, you know, you heard me mention Mike Ford's name a lot, and you wonder why I wouldn't be totally against Mike Ford being on the playoff roster. I definitely think he and Tyler Wade should get spots. Tyler Wade, solid utility guy, pinch runner, would be awesome in that role. And I definitely think that Mike Ford should maybe be a pinch hitter as well. Or maybe even play first. You know, if anything happens to go wrong, God forbid, with Luke Voigt and or Encarnacion. So, we'll see. As far as the second game went, the Yankees would lose this one 9-4. to As Luis Severino would pitch in this game. Struggled a bit, but not too bad. Three innings, two runs, four strikeouts. I've seen worse. But... 
Nonetheless, the Yankees would end up losing the game 9-4. to Starting with the top of the first, Brett Gardner would hit a sacrifice fly to put them up 1-0. Then Rignetto Dorr, 2-1 on a two-run double. Rangers take the lead. 3-1 Rangers as Jose Trevino hit an RBI double. 4-1 as Willie Calhoun walked in a run. 8-1 on a grand slam by Rignetto Dorr, so he just had himself a night. Then Kiner Falefa hit an RBI single to make it 9-1 Rangers. Then it was 9-4 after a three-run double by D.D. Gregorius. And that would be the final score on Saturday. Then you fast forward to today, of course, with Lance Lynn and Masahiro Tanaka on the mound. The game would not go the Yankees' way again as they only had one run to show for it. But here's how the game went. In the bottom of the first, the Rangers would take a 1-0 lead after a throwing error by Gary Sanchez. Then in the top of the third, Aaron Judge and the Yankees would punch back with a solo shot by Judge to tie the game at one. Unfortunately, that'd be the only run the Yankees would get because then in the bottom of the third, a throwing error on a pickoff attempt by Masahiro Tanaka would make it 2-1 Rangers. Then it was 3-1 on a Danny Santana RBI single, 5-1 on a Ronald Guzman two-run single, and then 6-1 on a sack fly by Willie Calhoun. The Rangers would win 6-1 and the Yankees would lose in Game 162, bringing the 2019 season to a close. So again, gave the monologue about it. If you want to hear it back, rewind it in this episode. I'm very, very sad, of course, that the season's over. I mean, who isn't if you're a diehard baseball fan, diehard Yankee fan, whatever. Nonetheless... I'm just psyched for postseason baseball. I cannot wait. It cannot get here fast enough. It starts on Tuesday, and then from there, we're going to be going until the end of October. So that is that. Now, as far as what is ahead, usually the what's ahead segment here on Yapping Yankees, I tell you about the standings around the league, this and that, and, and what's ahead in the schedule. Well, as far as the Yankees are concerned, what's ahead in the schedule is on Friday, they'll play Game 1 against the Twins at Yankee Stadium for Game 1 of the ALDS. On Saturday, they'll play Game 2, and then Sunday, they'll have a day off as they'll be traveling to Minnesota for Game 3, which will be taking place next Monday. So that's what's ahead for the Yankees as far as games coming up. But as far as the playoff picture, after Game 162 is concluded and the NL Central and everything was wrapped up, wild card races, wild card games where they will be played, all said and done. So here is your 2019 playoff bracket. Let's start in the National League. The Dodgers are awaiting the winner of the National League wildcard game, and in that National League wildcard game, you will see the Milwaukee Brewers and the Washington Nationals. The winner of that one game will go on to face the Dodgers in the first round. Also in the National League, in the other bracket, you have the Atlanta Braves against the St. Louis Cardinals, who just wrapped up the NL Central today in Game 162 in their victory, and they were able to finish ahead of Milwaukee. Over in the American League, in the American League wildcard, you had the Tampa Bay Rays and the Oakland Athletics, two really, really solid teams that I was talking about earlier, and they could definitely pull an upset on the team that's waiting for them, and that's the Houston Astros, and maybe even against the Yankees if they hit the Yankees later on. But again, as I said earlier, anything can happen in the playoffs. We just have to see how it progresses. So the Astros will face the winner of that game. And then on the other side of the bracket in the American League, of course, the Yankees are facing the Minnesota Twins starting on Friday. I cannot freaking wait. The end game is here, guys. That's what's ahead. That is what's ahead until I talk to you next time on Sunday. The ALDS will have started. I will probably... Yeah, I, th- there will probably be a time on Yapping Yankees if there's a game 
going on if the Yankees are still in the playoffs later down the road. If there's a game going on on Sunday, then I'll, I'll be watching it in the background while I record. Or I might just do that with another game. Honestly, I'll have it on in the background. I'll probably have on whichever game ends up being the night game between the Dodgers and whoever the National League wildcard winner is or the Braves and the Cardinals next Sunday the 6th. Whichever game is on at night while I record, I'll have it on in the background. So I know there was one episode of Yapping Yankees when I was reacting live to a game while I was recording. It was fun. So that may or may not happen next Sunday. And even with a Yankee game, depending on what, how far they make it, if, if a game is to happen on Sunday in the ALCS or maybe even the World Series, who knows? If I'm not having a big party at my house. So, so that is that. I'm afraid that is the end of Yapping Yankees episode 15. Guys, I can't believe we're already at 15. God, the weeks go by fast. Thank you so much for listening. Let's give one last shout-out to Team Left Jab, as always. They feature Team Left Jab Boxing Radio, Team Left Jab Uncensored, and, of course, the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. Go follow Team Left Jab, guys, on all social media platforms. Check out their great sports content across anywhere that you find podcasts. Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Blog Talk Radio, you name it, everywhere. Be sure to check out the Team Left Jab United Radio Network. And also, while you're at it, while you're going around following them, why don't you be sure to follow your boy, Mike Scudero. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms. Facebook, you can find my fan page, at Mike Scudero NY. On Twitter, the app that I'm, of course, most disgustingly active on all the time, and I'm about to hit 2,000 followers, which is awesome. Be sure to follow me on there, at Mike Scudero. And then be sure to follow me on Instagram as well, guys, MikeScuds97. And always remember to keep supporting Yapping Yankees on both my SoundCloud page and be sure to listen to Yapping Yankees on iTunes as well, guys. Well, once again, thank you 3,000 for listening. I'm Mike Scudero, and I'll talk to you next Sunday, October 6th, when I come at you with episode 16 of Yapping Yankees. And don't forget, Dr. Strange, do the honors. We're in the end game now. That is right. Don't forget, we are in the end game now. Take care, guys. 